Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. You guys, I am excited about this one. I have an incredible guest for you guys. Her name is Savannah Sims. Her Instagram, if you want to check her out on there, is underscore underscore the Sims, S-I-M-M-S, underscore underscore. She's one of the people that I just have started following probably about a year ago, and I've just loved seeing her journey, her life, her kids, and just her attitude in general. She's just an awesome lady. So I am excited for this episode. We had a great conversation. I love connecting with other moms and people out there who are like-minded, down-to-earth, and just badass humans, and she definitely is one of those. She's a real one for sure. Um, I hope you guys know how much I appreciate you, appreciate your support. I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. I hope you've pulled some nuggets and things out that have helped you in your life. And I would love it if you would share the show with people that you think would benefit from it or like it or be entertained by it. And if you haven't already, if you could subscribe, rate and review, it would help me out a ton and I appreciate it. Anyway, our conversation today varies from her 75 hard experiences, her running a half marathon, pregnant, and being a mom, having two young kids, working. We cover a lot of aspects in this conversation, and I had a blast. I had a blast talking to her, so I hope you guys enjoy it, and we will roll into the uh, the conversation now. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you for doing this. I literally have been like thinking who I want. And then one day you just was like, in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have Savannah. <laughs> well, I appreciate it's it. Fairly new to me, but it's been, it's taken me completely out of my comfort zone. So yeah, I had a That's- friend, she lives in Huntsville and she started one too. Really? So, I just love, I love it when people I know like do stuff like this. It's awesome to me. Yeah. What's her podcast? Uh, it's called, oh, the Miracle Project. Cool. I'll have to check it's it like out. It's like a Christian one. So oh, cool. All right. Awesome. You'll have to write that down and check that out. It's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And you said she's in Huntsville. Yeah. Cool. All right. And uh, where do you live? I'm in Roosevelt, so like kind of by the border of Utah and Colorado, I guess. Okay. Nice. So yeah, been here my whole life. And you're in Nashville, right? Yeah, but I'm not a hot Utah mom like you. Oh, hell. No, no, I feel no. like all the influencers on Instagram are Utah moms. That is true. I've noticed a lot of them are from Utah, and I'm like, okay, where's this water? <laughs> I, need, I need some of this water to drink. <laughs> but no, I love it here. It's, it's. I've been here my whole life. I moved like 30 minutes away from my town I was born in, so... Yeah, we have that in common. I haven't <laughs> left Franklin either. Yeah. That's so cool. That's did did your husband grow up there too? Or did he did you meet him? He, yes, he did. Oh, He's okay. born and raised here just like I am. And it's actually rare to find anymore because a bunch of Californians and Floridians and Texans are all moving here. You're like, dude, that's it's wild. That's we've got a lot of people moving from California into Vernal, a town I grew up um in. And I'm like stop like it's a small town like how did you even hear about it <laughs> like, i know this, this isn't okay <laughs> it's like but, 
It's like there's like just information being leaked on the inter- internet. Just like I know. The most obscure small towns move there. <laughs> mom to mom, woman to woman. Like, I just want to have a conversation because I just yeah. feel like there's so many women out there that want to connect with other like-minded women, but they don't know of any. <laughs> I agree with you. It's a very isolating experience being a mother. It really is. like especially with young kids because you're so your time is so limited other than like taking care of these humans so having like other women that are in that space that I don't know that get it to where if you're not like completely like texting them all the time and talking to them all the time they're not like I don't know I guess freaking out at you because (laughs) you're not involved in their life it's yeah it's easy to I I have been guilty of that myself just feeling that way about other people not communicating with me but Mm -hmm. I think I think all all people get it I just think there's very few that are actually honest about it and willing to say exactly what you're saying out loud yeah like it's kind of like just have a conversation be like hey like I need to like chat with you or hey I need a friend right now like it it may be something that's seemingly not very important but like it's important (laughs) yeah I need a friend and I'm going through the same things you are like we can understand each other it's just being a mom and do you work I do so I have four Airbnbs that I take both my kids to to manage and turn over every day pretty much wow that is incredible (laughs) it's something (laughs) (laughs) That's just something that I think is so interesting is the Airbnb industry. Like it's kind of blown up. Like, yeah, it's such a it cool has. idea. So yeah, I've been doing that for four years and did it through both of my pregnancies. And uh, just, I feel like in today's day and age, you can't not have a dual income household, mm-hmm. but that at least allows me to have my kids with me and not have Great. to pay for daycare. Well, exactly. That's kind of what I've done. I. I actually didn't even take any time off between having my second baby and people are like, you're crazy. I'm like, well, I can have him with me. (laughs) It's not not a huge ordeal. I mean, yes, I'm still working, but it's, I did a lot from home and so I was able to take him with me. So it helps out a lot because I'm one of those moms that I'm like, nobody can like raise my kid. Like I can raise my kid (laughs) as selfish as that might sound. I'm not a great mom. I do my best, but Oh, that's, I liked your, not what we're speaking over our lives, Jess, you're (laughs) incredible moms. (laughs) That's right. I did love your reel. Like I absolutely loved it. Oh, thanks. Because where you were saying that your kids are, or you're the mom your kids need. Like, yeah, I feel like that's so true. There was a time when I was feeling pretty insecure about how I was as a mom. I mean, we have them all the time, but yeah. I looked at my daughter one day and I'm like, do you wish I was different? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, like calmer, less loud, or I don't know, more normal. And she's like, no, I was listening to that when you were talking, I think it was like your second episode or something where you oh, were saying that you like yes. did a, a test. Yes, where you were like, I did. Tipper, too nice mom. And they were like, please stop. <laughs> You're not normal. <laughs> but I'm like, I feel like our kids just do. They, they need us to be happy. And as long as we're happy and making sure that their needs are met, I think that's all, all they need. <laughs> I wouldn't even say happy. I just, I think yeah. they just need to Taking, be there because yeah, that's true. 
them seeing you have different emotions lets them know it's equally okay from the, them to feel those ways. Yes. So, well, and I, I agree. That's, there was times where I was super anxious, depressed, like just not wanting to get out of bed. And my kids, they didn't even really notice, to be honest. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. even think they even remember. <laughs> so I'm like, I guess, <laughs> I guess we're good, but that is, I'm very honest and open with my kids. And I think it's yeah. really good because we do. We all as humans have those emotions and those needs that like we have to be able to go through. So exactly. I agree. I agree. So how old are your kids now? So my daughter, Riley, I'm just going to say one and a half because I always lose track of the months after 12. Yeah. Yep. And then my son is almost five months. Oh my gosh. How cool. So you didn't know that you were getting pregnant with your second child. Is that right? Uh, that is correct. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> that was, how was your emotions finding that out? It was, well, so <laughs> I don't know if you have time for like a funny story, but yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> so when I was pregnant with my daughter, we were actually trying and my initial craving was pizza. And I never, ever like, just say, I want pizza. Like I'll eat yeah. it if it's in front of me, but right. it's never something that I just crave. And then it was the next, the following winter. I'd done 75 hard. I lost all yeah. the weight, just living life. We were at my husband's Christmas party and there was pizza and I ate it. And then we go out to eat after that because we just wanted to. And yeah. he was like, he's like, what do you want to eat? And I said, how about pizza? He's like, we just had pizza. I was like, oh no. And then took a test the next morning. And sure enough. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's wild. It was actually horrible. I came downstairs. I literally just through the pregnancy test at him and his eyes popped out of his head but we were not pointing at all <laughs> that's super fast that's <laughs> yeah, but it was like, literally a one-off it was not it was just a fluke but he really logan my son is really like the perfect piece to our family as oh. much doubt and as long yep. as it did take me to come around to just even wanting him as sad as that is but it's just no the reality. um like he literally is just perfect in every way and I could oh. not imagine my life without him so you it taught me a huge lesson in just going yes. going with how life is and not getting too caught up in your own plans because they can change God definitely do. has different plans <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's yes. something I've learned like massively in my life is God just has different plans that we do and they're better though they're better so much our. better and it's stuff that we never even could like fathom I think sometimes it's it's wild how his plans seem to make our lives so much better even if it's stuff that's hard exactly learn, learn so much from it kind of like so you did 75 sorry 75 hard twice is that right correct yeah that's awesome what's, I was like, both. what's your first experience versus your second like what differences did you notice if any uh the first time I was doing it to literally save my life because I was literally in the darkest headspace I've ever been in my life and that was like probably mostly due to like postpartum anxiety and depression but mm -hmm. it did get me out of it and it was harder than the second time simply because I'd never done anything that extreme before okay and this second time I was just mad, I guess, that I needed to do it all over again. Yeah, right. Having another baby. I was like, are you kidding me? I just did this. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so yeah, I was, there was definitely more of a veracity to my workouts and everything when mm-hmm. I was doing it this time and it went by way faster. Okay. But that's cool. I still did it with two little kids and that's insane. That's so incredible. That's, I was showing my daughter actually, um, your Instagram and she's like, Holy cow, that's incredible. Incredible. And then she saw that you had two little kids and she's like, and they're like little, little, it's like, <laughs> no, she's incredible. Like Aww. she's one of those people that you just, like, I've looked up to you for so long and I, Aww. I found, I think it was Andy that posted your story. And then you did that interview with him. And I've right. probably listened to that episode like five or six times, just because your story and your energy your the way about you your humor like you just seem like an awesome person so you're gonna make me cry over here dude. <laughs> <laughs> no no I, I just think pluck that... my heartstrings like this. <laughs> <laughs> well as moms and women I feel like it's hard because especially if you're at home with your little kids and you're working and throwing in 75 hard little let alone like all that into it it's incredible how I don't want to say gets overlooked, but people don't necessarily look at that and think that's incredible. That's an amazing feat. She's doing an incredible job. Unless you've done it, you don't understand like raising kids and working out and trying to throw in all the emotion and time with your husband and then work. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. Yeah. So, you know, I, yeah, I describe in my mind I just I think other people especially ones that haven't done it they just see people doing stuff like that like kind of how we don't see whoever unclogs sewer drains under the city like it's hard work and they're doing it but and we would definitely know if they weren't doing it but (laughs) we don't necessarily acknowledge that I know it's a weird vocation but I was like watching a show like that's disgusting no I get it that's (laughs) that's just and I was I think it was it was on Instagram I saw a video or a little reel about a guy and he had he it was like if if people were cars and it had a check engine light and he's hungry and he walks into his wife and he's like I think I, I'm a little hungry babe and and she's like got a laundry basket and she drops it and she's like got all these lights flashing and like hazards and <laughs> and he's like uh I'll go make us something <laughs> I love that that would be amazing actually seriously it's like there's just so much underneath the surface of being a mom and a wife and and working like it's hard so you throw in 75 hard and that's incredible that's it's incredible so kudos to you but also like just seeing you your light is so different not different, but it just shines brighter. And even your photos, like you can see the change in you. Yeah. Photo, which I think is incredible. Yeah. I think a lot of that has to just do with being a mom because I don't know, I I feel completely different just in the last two years, having them and just more mature. You know, I'm I'm 25. So like a lot of kids my age are still, you know, dicking around and stuff, but Mm -hmm you know, I, it's definitely been a purifying experience and, you know, I, I've, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I, I love who I yep. am today. So, yep. That's, um, so we're the same age. So I had my last baby, I was 25. So we're like, I had my daughter four years earlier, but <laughs> so I was 21 when I was still pregnant and, um, a guy at work was like, so what are you gonna do for your 21st birthday? He's like, you going to the bar? And I'm like, look at my belly and look at him. And I'm like, yeah, 
yeah. help, but I'm not, but I think you're right. Motherhood does mature you in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. brings you back to reality. But I, th- I don't know. I look at people and I, and I look at different people's lives and there's such a calmness that I don't think people with kids get like that calmness, being at home, playing with your babies is so much more exciting, at least to me than like yeah. going to the club or going, like yeah. doing no, other things. I've, I've definitely become way more of an introvert since becoming a mom. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, actually yeah, people kind of suck. So I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to stay home with these cool cats, you know? they're the coolest ones around (laughs) so what do you think the the number one thing that you learned from motherhood that you weren't expecting or if I know that's kind of a random question but yeah would you say is your thing that you've learned that you didn't really expect um to not make a big deal out of everything slash to pick your battles as far as what you're choosing to spend your time thinking about I feel like yeah our minds especially as mothers like I we just it just never turns off and Mm -hmm. so by cluttering up your headspace and using extra energy to think about things that are just for lack of a better term just dumb and pointless and just ultimately unimportant um it exhausts you and oh one thousand if there's anything yeah if there's anything I've learned for the last two years it's just you need to live and let go like you, mm-hmm. we were not designed to carry all the hard and the faster you can let go of minor inconveniences that will just ultimately majorly weigh you down by the end of the mm-hmm. week you know the better off you'll be but absolutely dude that's an awesome one I was telling my sister I was like it's been so long since I've been in a bad a genuinely bad mood for more than 30 minutes yep. because I just I don't have the time or the energy to maintain a bad mood (laughs) yeah well it's wild how much more energy it does take to be in a bad mood than it does to be in a good mood yep and it's just useless it does nobody any good that's I was in a little bit of a mood myself the other day and just kind of a hormonal thing and I just was kind of being a dick (laughs) like like trying to like contain myself and I finally was like okay I need a timeout like I need to just go sit by myself put myself in a timeout calm down be grateful and just let it go. Cause I'm like, I didn't even know why I was in a bad mood. So I'm like, just chill. Like you're fine. Everything's fine. And I did. I, I left for a minute, went for a little drive, came back and was fine. So I'm like, it just, yeah. it's not worth putting yourself in a bad mood and keeping that bad mood. So I, yeah. And it does take practice. It's easier said than done when you're first starting out, trying to be more yes. of an optimist as far as your outlook goes, but yeah. it's, definitely worth the work and I think I've gotten a lot of that from 75 hard too because this last round like I don't know what has been going on with the weather here in Tennessee but it was like monsooning like oh man like the worst like is the heaviest rain I've seen in years anyways I had to do my outdoor workout two nights in a row in it and both times I'm like (laughs) like I look like a lost wet dog and I could see my neighbors like looking through their windows wondering what the heck I was doing and I just couldn't help I was just laughing I was like this is hilarious this is what we're doing (laughs) I picked this it is that's I uh I actually am 
or in like snow, snow. And I'm like, it's wild how you do, you choose to put yourself in situations and you're like, dude, mm-hmm. like I chose this. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else gets it, but I'm doing this. Like the old me wouldn't have done this. And I look at it that way too, as I'm like me four years ago, wouldn't have done this. And yeah. I wouldn't have had a good attitude if I was doing this. So yeah, very cool. What's down, like, it out. It's so true. <laughs> What's, um, I was gonna, what's like something you do for fun? Like what's like, what hobbies do you have? Oh, well, you know, th- I try to do a lot of things. I've recently picked up making more reels cause I do enjoy doing that. They're yeah. not very consistent or anything, but just kind of coming up with ideas like that. I do enjoy crafting whenever I have the time to do it, but my daughter yeah. usually ruins everything that I make. So I've noticed your home is beautiful. Like, oh, thanks. Like you have the coolest style. That's I it. Was- changes with every house. So my husband's <laughs> or our bank account definitely suffers because of that. Because I <laughs> need new things. Like I don't know. Houses just speak to me differently. So I don't really have an yeah. interior design style. But my mom is an interior designer. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, and she okay. has her own store here in town. It's called Storehouse Number Nine. But awesome. she started that a few years ago as her dream and. Oh, I don't know. So. so cool. That's cool to see your parents like living out dreams like that. Yeah. It is. So cool. Um, so is like you and your husband, are you like high school sweethearts? I was gonna ask this earlier and and didn't like, or did you meet after high school? Oh god. <laughs> okay, so how we met. <laughs> um, we are not high school sweethearts. He's okay, he's nine years older than I am. Okay. And then I had just moved out of the house and I was super broke. So I had four jobs and my last job of the night, you're not ready for this. I worked at a, do you know what a hookah is? I don't. Okay. It's like, you see it like in like Arabic movies and it's like a very Arab thing, but uh, it's like tobacco (laughs) It's tobacco. It's like smoking, but it's like this like giant stand with like a tobacco bowl at the top, and there's like a hose, like the caterpillar in oh, Alice yes. in Wonderland was smoking. Hookah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That caterpillar, and it, so it's not weed. It's just tobacco. But anyways, right. I worked there because okay. it was the latest job I could get because it was from seven to two in the morning. Okay. So I did that every day. But anyways, Patrick, my husband, came in one night because he hadn't been since college so it was like a joke <laughs> and saw me and immediately fell in love with me and just Aww. kept coming back and then once we started dating I quit that job and yeah so that's oh how we gosh. met that's Not awesome like that's an awesome romantic story. thing but <laughs> <laughs> and you guys have how long have you guys been married uh it'll be four years in July okay cool cool that's I love hearing how people met. <laughs> it's like one of my most favorite things because the random ones are so cool, and it's wild <laughs> to see how people come into our lives. Like it's meant to be. Like I really do think it's meant to be a lot of the time because it's like, how would you have met otherwise? You know, I I think yeah would meet no matter. But that's well, just we fine. we grew up ten minutes away from each other our entire lives. Like we've never oh we've lived in the same houses, but he's just nine years older than me. So there's okay. just even if we were in the same target at the same time, which has probably uh-huh. happened, yep. there's no way, you know, me as a 15 year old would look at a 25 year old <laughs> man and be like, heck yeah. You know? <laughs> You're my like, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Um, 
so how you said that different houses speak to you. So how many places have you guys been in that you've like redecorated and like, do you have a favorite? Um, our first house was one of my dad's properties that we rented from him. And, uh, that one I had like a boho style. So it was very just Pinterest boho. And then our first house that we bought, it was like a Scandinavian, like a, there's pictures on my Instagram, but there's like a bunch of tan. It was basically all tan and white. And then this house is more of like a dark, moody, transitional Mm. vibe. I don't really know what this is called, but it's just, it's what this house wanted. So that's where we're at. (laughs) Dude, that's so cool. I am not that way. I don't have an eye for things. I don't feel like, (laughs) but I can help you. I seriously like, cause I'm like, I can see things. I'm like, Ooh, that's cute. But I have zero places to put it or I'm looking inside your house right now. And it looks great. Oh, thanks. It, I just, we're very Western <laughs> I love it. and animals, but my mother-in-law is super into like, she just has an eye for things. And my husband's that way, but it's more with like trucks and cars and stuff. So I'm like, yeah. my house has been the same for so long that I'm like, I need, so I'm going to have to, I'll have to send you some pictures and be like, okay, what do I do here? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I do that for, uh, that. that's my hobby. Let's but okay what my hobby is I, I actually do make mood boards for people and like seriously yeah yeah I do I've tried where I'm in the process of starting a business doing it but it's gonna have to come when my kids are right gone for at least four hours a day so right that's so cool yeah I wish yeah. I had an eye I just I'd throw things up and I'm like cool if it looks good, good if not like it just yeah I would love to do that for you that would be awesome yeah we'll have to keep in touch <laughs> there <laughs> um <laughs> So with that hobby, do you, do you find that you get that way with like clothes and stuff too? Or do you feel like it's more geared to, that's kind of a weird question, but like dressing like your kids and you, I feel like those kind of go together, right? Uh, not me. Okay. I am a sweatpants, big t-shirt kind of girl these days, but I used to care about clothes, (laughs) but I I do consider dressing my children as a hobby as well. Yes. But I uh, I see that your kids are cute. Thank you. (laughs) My husband sent me away for three nights um, to like shop for a new wardrobe, and it took me all three days to like spend, I think, $300 on myself. That's to purposely go into stores without kids' sections because that's where I would end up. Yep. I was actually, (laughs) I had that on my list to ask you is how that went and like how that came about, what you did, like what emotion, like how was that? Because that would be hard for me. It was, it was extremely hard. Um, I, I just haven't been alone mm-hmm. in any sense of the word in the last three years, whether that's a baby inside me, around me or on top of me, you yep. know, and <laughs> yep. it was just, it was very quiet. And I, I was forced to like, just figure out me again. And it's, it was different than just when I would go on my 45 minute walks, you know, it was like three yeah. days. I felt like I was in prison almost yep. <laughs> like I, you, like we were talking about, you think about your mind is running all day, every day, thinking about schedules and who needs to do what. And, you know, yep. the dryer vent that needs cleaned out and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. And yep. then when it's turned off one day, just all at once. And all you have to mm-hmm. think about is what you want for dinner. Yep. When you want it for dinner, it's like, oh my gosh. 
It, I was single once. Like this was <laughs> what I did. This was normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I think of it. Cause when you posted that, it was a story. I was watching it and I got thinking and I'm like, I don't know the last time I was alone for more than like hours, no night, not yeah. days, but like hours. Yeah. And I don't know how I would go about like life. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I did end up doing though, I was knocking out some Christmas shop, like the last minute Christmas shopping too. But what I ended up doing and what made it a lot easier is I would just smile at people. Like, this is going to sound so stupid, but <laughs> I would like go out of my way to look people in their eyes, smile at them if they were shopping too. Okay. And, and I made a point that if I thought someone was naturally beautiful or I thought mm-hmm. they had a cute outfit on or that they were doing a great job, like I made a point to say that to the person that I was thinking about every single time when I, I saw them out. So it was like, that. it was almost like a little challenge for three days just to uh-huh. see how many people's day I could make. And like right. 90% of them were like, oh my gosh, you just made my whole day. <laughs> and so- I guess I was still technically trying to be a mom without being a mom, but like, well, it's, I think it's like programmed into us. And especially when you have kids is it's easy. Like you just want to make that baby's life better. You want to improve. So if your baby's not there, you're going to do that with people that are around you in my, in my mind. Like that's, yeah, I think that's huge. But I had a ton of cool conversations with people and it was nice to just like, I guess practice Mm-hmm. talking again I guess because yep. I just like been doing baby talk for the okay. last few years yep. so talking to like, adults again <laughs> yeah I'm like oh my gosh I really am a grown-up <laughs> that's really cool that's that's cool of your husband to think of that for you but yeah. I bet you in his mind he didn't imagine how hard it would be <laughs> you know he cheated okay his mom was over here 100 of the time helping oh, okay I'm like you little stinker like right. I, you were supposed to get the full mom and daddy experience <laughs> and you cheated. It's funny how that's, I, my husband one day, and it's kind of off subject, but I was like feeling super, it's probably like five or six years ago. I was just super overwhelmed and had, you know, little kids. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, like I need help. And he's like, cool. What do you want me to do? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I will. And, and it came down to like, I wouldn't let him do anything where he kept trying to help me and I'm like no it's fine I got it and I we had this conversation right after that and he's like honey like I try to help you but you won't let me I'm like yeah Yeah. you're not wrong so I've had to be like oh go ahead no you go ahead oh I just I've been way more apt to like think of things like hey if I need help like being more verbal about it because I'm like I do need help but I just was so I don't know if it was just mom brain like I wouldn't let him help so yeah, I was. Him. I saw something recently. It was, so it was something along the lines of like texts or husbands asking questions, like what even if it's at them asking you, what can I do mm-hmm. instead of just seeing what needs to be done and doing it. It registers in our heads as yet another task to get oh done, gosh. and that so... changed everything for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, and so yep, and and our expectations get all jumbled because we do want you know our family and friends and husbands to like just see what needs to be done and do it right but but without verbalizing that our expectations will never get met but (laughs) the other night my husband 
<laughs> he was like, uh, do you want dinner? And I said, yeah, but I just, I don't know what I want. I, I can't even <laughs> think about that right now. He said, he's like, don't worry. I got it. Oh, he came home and I said, babe, that is like the hottest thing you've ever done. <laughs> like, I was like, that was like, keep doing that. Seriously. Yeah. So every other night or so he's like, whenever it's time to figure out what we're going to eat, he's like, mm-hmm. don't worry. I got it. I got I'm this. Like, oh, I was like, <laughs> tell me more <laughs> <laughs> that's I think the biggest thing that lately I've done kind of the, the I'm like he goes well what do you where, where should we go? I'm like I just don't want to decide so you guys decide and that's like the best thing you could do for me I'm like yeah. I don't even care what it is I just don't want to think about it like I don't yeah. want to know Making I just that one less decision off our plate just like yep. for whatever reason it's a huge load off huge that's it's it's like a massive like I don't know if you've seen the reels where it has like all the million mile, like talk, 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 talk. And then it's like, they do their like lift or run or whatever. And it's like silences it all. Yeah. I think it's so important to find those things that silences things out a little bit, even if it's just for like a few minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one thing that I really, I don't want to say work on doing every day. Cause I, I don't get it every day. <laughs> I need to, yeah. but I don't, but like, it's where like archery has been that thing for me. It like shuts everything off. And I just, I love that. My bow. <laughs> that's what I was listening to. On, need that. On your episodes. Oh yes. Yep. That's, I just need I, that like quiet, like just shut it off for just like five, 10 minutes. I don't need to think. And men's brains just don't think like that. I don't, I don't think that they register no, how they it don't have to. <laughs> no. <But> we're for. <laughs> That's, uh, isn't it wild? Men or women it is. are so different. Women are freaking awesome. <laughs> Every single yeah. time I've had a kid and then six weeks later, I'm like on the floor doing pushups. I'm like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Yep. A bro could never, you oh, know? No, no, that's, we're awesome. So did you have, cause I remember hearing you had a C-section with your first both, daughter, yeah. right? And did you have them with both? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So sure did. Did you feel like that was. I don't know. Cause you hear people that, that like both, but I'm like, we don't have a, like, I was the same way. Both my kids were both emergency C-sections. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, do you ever, and this might sound really weird, but do you ever wonder, like, did you miss out on anything or like, was it different? Or do people going through natural births, like gain this different, exp- I don't know. I've wondered that before, but I'm like, I know what you're saying. I feel like there's this like weird gold medal looming over our heads when it comes to accomplishing an unmet medicated vaginal birth uh-huh. for some reason that's like the higher echelon of mothers but in my head bottom line is like baby's out like uh-huh. you still did it and your body still went yep. through all of that but riley was an emergency c-section i had to be induced because okay. i had uh preeclampsia oh, so wow. that whole thing was super super traumatic but logan's that was what i felt like i missed out on was going into labor Mm -hmm. and with logan i went into labor by myself so that was okay all the redemption i needed yep really it was like super exciting i felt like i was on like the squid games (laughs) red light green light yep stop in the contraction go okay fold laundry (laughs) okay stop so it was super fun, but I did get to the hospital and I was almost brave enough to be like, let's do a vaginal. And then I was like, nah, yeah, just cut me open and give me the drugs. Yep. 
Yep. That's yep. <laughs> it's, I don't know. That's I've had a couple people mention, well, do you ever miss that? And I'm like, basically, so I did some research and I don't know how like accurate it is. And this has been like my son's eight. So when he was just right after he was born, so like eight years ago. Um, and a lot of women kind of felt that same way. Like, did I miss out? And they say that like, just the release of the baby, like whether it's vaginal or C-section, the flood of emotions that, and then we all know, cause as moms, mm-hmm. like you get that flood of emotions that the hormones or whatever, but I think it's just that love for that baby. Like, yeah, I don't know, changing almost because you have the love for them when they're like inside you. And then there's this love and this concern they're outside of you, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I feel like it's the same in my book. Like, and I did do some research and they said that it's, I mean, you still get that feeling of being a mom and yeah baby like you're connected no matter but it is I have wondered that but I'm like c-sections are kind of a bitch like they are recover from (laughs) it's very and this is how I just described it both times there's some and I I don't have the experience I did push with Riley so I did have like a a try uh, to get her out that way um but there's something about the c-section experience it just feels very exposing like mm-hmm. you are fully naked li- literally strapped literally. down to a table yeah. like all these bright lights that's yep. when the men come in because they're the anesthesiologists and you're just like mm-hmm. it's vi- like you just feel very vulnerable and exposed, exposed. yep and like your whole life is online uh-huh. because you are literally having surgery and you're also awake for it which is wild right I know and just the smells I literally (laughs) requested the not see-through curtain both times oh yes like I don't want to see anything yep yep my husband was the first time so like my first baby we didn't plan you know emergency c-section we rush in neither Mm -hmm. one of us know what to expect and afterwards the doctor that was working on my daughter was like past me so he had to like he was up by my head the whole time because I'm like I mm-hmm. need you here but he didn't really mean to but when he walked past me to go see our daughter with the doctors he's like you're like like everything he's like I can't unsee that <laughs> like, yep. he's like I was not planning on that he's like I was thinking like a little hole and no like, no it's like you're out there I'm like I don't need to know that <laughs> Yeah, it's there, but I don't want to picture it anyway. With my second baby, it was kind of cool. I had my camera with me and the nurse was like, do you want me to take some photos? And I'm like, oh, sure. You know, we just had it for after, but she got this picture of the baby, literally like the umbilical cord was still attached to him right after he'd been pulled, you know, yeah. out and it's, I mean, I'm sure there's certain people that wouldn't want to look at it, but I think it's beautiful because it's like that moment, like it just is incredible. I think I have the photos for both of my kids too. And there's just something about them. Literally. Right. I'll have to send you the one of my son. It literally looks like he's levitating out of my, because of just the way it has his hands. It's pretty funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You'll definitely have to. That's (laughs) women's bodies and babies it's just all such a miracle <laughs> oh no I know it yeah no Patrick had the same thing happen with my first daughter it was such an emergency that the staff wasn't really paying attention to 
if he was looking at me being sliced open or not oh, no and he got to the point where he almost passed out and the doctor was like sit down what are you doing <laughs> he's watching it the whole time like a deer in headlights <laughs> that would be pretty traumatic <laughs> yeah I was like, it's okay, babe. You've literally seen my guts now. We're closer. Yep, we're closer for that. Yeah. <laughs> <The> inside and out. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I can't imagine, like, too that close, but I think it would be, how's your daughter with, is she, like, super, like, nurturing with him already? Yeah, oh, yeah I gosh. made a post about this yesterday. Um, oh, I'm going to have to go back and look. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a photo, but like she was 15 months old when he was born and she just wasn't old enough to know jealousy or feel jealousy really at all. And I feel like once you hit the kids hit two and you have a kid after two, they 100% know that they're feeling jealous and all that stuff. So that's not something we've dealt with at all. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. She'll like be doing whatever the heck she's doing, like getting all her dishes out of the drawer or tearing up toilet paper and she'll just like yeah. stop what she's doing to come over and say hi to him and give him oh. a kiss on the head it's like really sweet that is adorable but it's it's everything because she's not potty trained because she's you know not even two yet right. but it's just everything you were doing twice like that is true same thing. so that is i don't know it hasn't true. been anywhere near the horror story that anybody told me it was going to be right. at all so That's- i love it that's see and I think that even just the four-year gap in between my kids I feel like I had to relearn how to be a mom to a baby like an infant versus a four-year-old because she could feed herself she was potty trained she could dress herself like she's this little human that can do all these things and then I'm like Mm -hmm. okay he has to have everything and while she was really good with him she loved him there, you know, there has to be some jealousy. There has to be yeah. is the, the older that they've gotten, he's less picked on. You don't make him do this and you make me do this, you know, and yeah. I think where they're so close, there really won't be a whole lot of that. So that's really cool. Yeah. And they'll probably be very close too. Yeah. I, I think so too. I, everybody that's told me that they're like a year and a half or less um, mm-hmm. apart from their sibling that they're like best friends and my sister and I are only 13 months apart and we're best friends so. really yeah it wasn't always that way but it was I think I had a lot to do with that we we're both girls and there was like yeah. that competition almost but yeah I don't think it are... happened with mine <laughs> girls are funny <laughs> my <laughs> sister's eight years younger and she was like we tease because I'm like she was like I was like her second mom like I was gonna say because at eight you're you know old enough that I don't know and then when she's gotten older like we've become really good friends and of course as girls and people like we have had our issues here and there and conversations we've had to have and little arguments here and there but like she's like my like absolute best friends and I don't know. It's just been kind of cool. My, my brother really wanted her to be a puppy, but, <laughs> but he was pissed off for a while because he was like, so he would have been six when she was born. And he like, wouldn't even go to the hospital. Like, cause he was like, no, she's not a puppy. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. But, so you were graduating high school when she was just starting middle school. Yep. Yep. So like That's me cool. growing up and like getting married and yeah, like I missed out a lot on her like yeah middle school junior high high school like 
we didn't like grow up in the same house. Like she was, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it was a different experience with a sibling than like what my kids will have together. So correct. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm one of four and my mom had all of us before I was six. So holy cow. But so I, we're all very close. Yeah. But I, even, even then I'm like five and a half years older than my youngest brother. Okay. And he's the only one still at home. And I think, I don't know. I, I feel like he's kind of feeling that separation, you know, because mm-hmm. like we've all got our own houses. We're either dating someone or married and yeah. he's just kind of still at home. He just graduated last, last spring. And okay. so, yeah, I think unless they're quintuplets, you know, you're never yeah. going to, they're not going to hit the same life phases and that's, that's okay. True. but well and you even think about like I've and I've noticed that I you know more, more since I've been like a parent it's just different parenting techniques and different like every child gets raised a little bit differently like yeah. from thing to thing to thing and like she got a different experience of my parents than I did just because I mean I was the first child she was the last like mm-hmm. they'd grown a lot and learned a lot and changed a lot in those eight years and I'm like it's just it is wild to see like what kind of I don't know. I guess what kind of parent I'll be in 10 years versus right. now. Like, I don't know. I know. It is wild to think about the version of you that you'll get yep. a little bit up the road. That is yep. crazy. That's I even think about my kids, what version of me they got before, whether, you know, I thought I was, you know, not doing a great job or not, but like, like we talked about earlier is it's, they got what they needed for me. Like I was, I don't know. And now they're getting yeah. a different version than then. And it's still, they're still getting what they need, but I don't know. It's just wild. It's parenting. I'm like, I looked at my husband. I'm like, how are we like allowed to raise these humans? Like they're amazing. How? (laughs) I know. I told Patrick that after, after we had Riley, I was like, there should really be like some sort of like vetting process, like before they just let you get pregnant. Like, (laughs) why is this so easy? And then the rest is so hard for like making these people and raising these people and teaching them things and then like sending them off into the world like here you yeah, go there should be some qualifications <laughs> some criteria you need to get yeah. in line with before you're allowed to procreate but oh, here we are here we are raising these <laughs> humans <laughs> it's wild how they're just like the best thing in my whole like my whole world like yeah I wouldn't trade a second no nope there is times I have to like hide from them for like five minutes because I'm like oh same my brain needs to like so many questions (laughs) I actually learn a lot from Riley's like little kid tv shows like specifically Daniel Tiger he tells me (laughs) when I feel so mad that I want to roar I just need to take a deep breath and count to four that really helps (laughs) (laughs) they put those little things in there for parents too (laughs) yeah I know it's not even for the kids (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh so being the new year and you having a lot on your plate, do you set new year's resolutions or goals or like review the past year? Or do you just kind of, do you go in smaller increments? Like, how do you do your, like, like, what are you working on right now? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, well, I'm going to run the half marathon again in April. Awesome. Uh, Cause I was pregnant when I did it the first time. So it was, I had to use every single porta potty. Okay. Uh, but that really dragged my time down uh, yeah. a lot. 
So I really want to know how fast I actually am. Um, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to do that. I wouldn't say I make resolutions. I think I make like, I think it's like more like accomplishment goals, I guess. Yes. Like, like I want this year, I'm going to get my dining room done, which is not. Okay. And then I'm running the half marathon and then I'm already, I've already mentally signed up to do 75 hard every year. So I'll do that probably starting in August. Awesome. But that's really, I don't do anything too crazy. See, and I think, I don't know, to me, that almost is like the key, like having things that you want to accomplish. Like I just signed up for a race last night and I'm like, I didn't really set a resolution to it, but I'm like, I wanted, there's things that I want to accomplish and I kind of go in 90 day increments just Mm -hmm. because that works better for my brain. Yeah. I feel like a year is too like overwhelming and just like, okay, yep, I'll do that this year. And then you just keep pushing it down the road and it never really happens. (laughs) I feel like there's like a two-part answer to that though. Like, I feel like, yes, if you're looking at the whole year slash the rest of forever, when you're trying to change something, Mm -hmm. no matter how drastic, like that is overwhelming and it should be considered like looked at as a day-by-day basis. But I think going into a change like that, if you, and this has worked for me. Like if you just say, I will, and I'm going to, and I am. And then instead of, I'm going to try to like yes. stop, yeah. you know, picking my nose, like, you know, <laughs> you're, you're probably not going to, probably not going to succeed. You it's know? so true. That's because, and I think my biggest issue is I've broken promises to myself so many times that me saying like, I'm going to do that. Like I just quit believing it. Like right. I, I quit even like, it wasn't even a reality. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, I'm never going to do that. And I think shortening it to where it's like, Hey, just to get to this point, if I want to do this, like I have to do this and this and this, this day and this, and this, and this, this week, like ba- breaking it up, I feel like has brought me back to like believing in myself again. Cause yeah. you see it every day versus like that one event that you didn't ever do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you read Atomic Habits yet? A long time ago. I probably need that one again. Yeah. I feel like that's a a really good book that everyone should at least read in January if they're trying to do a resolution sort of thing, because it it does talk a lot about just like, even on an hour by hour basis, if you're trying to really do something like almost rewarding yourself, like the, you have to like reinforce a a habit and like make a bad habit really painful or really inconvenient to do. And then you have to make a good habit something pleasing to you, you know? I do need to reread that one. It's probably been like, it's so good years ago that I've read that. It's actually sitting right in front of me. I'm staring at it right now (laughs) on my bookshelf. That's, I don't know. It's just weird. Cause I feel like for so long, I put other aspects ahead of like my purse, like my fit physical fitness, Mm-hmm. And then tearing down stories about that. So I'm actually, and I don't know if I'll put this in the podcast or not, because I don't know <laughs> if I want people to know or not, because yeah, I feel like, I don't know, sometimes when you say stuff out loud, like, I don't know, I don't want it to be that I do it for the outside world. Right. I want to do it for me, but I I'm on 75 hard day one today because I want to finish the day before. Yay. I know. So I'm going to run a 25 K the next day. So like set day 76. Cause I'm like, I don't want to, I want to end it with, I don't know, something like I want, yeah. I want to do something big at the end. So I, I purposely started today to where I could end it. And then day 76, I run this race and I'm That's super stoked. Awesome. 
That's freaking awesome. That's what I did with my first round. I ran that turkey trot, which was my first ever race at the very end. And there was, I don't know, I'm glad you're doing that because there's just something about that last yes major physical effort that you're just like i don't know the high you get at the end is not quite like anything else it's so true that's my physical has just been something like i've I've been working really hard at like like work and my relationships and and everything else and my physical just kind of locked a lot the last couple years and i've had to Mm -hmm. i don't know rewrite a lot of stories around it i was told my whole life i'd be overweight and it was just in my genes and then when I was really skinny, I had like crippling anxiety. And I mean, I guess if you've listened to the recent or the podcast recently, like it's more than just physical. And I think a lot of people forget that. Like it's yeah. more just working out or eating good. Like our minds can trick us in so many ways. So yeah. like, I just got to move and I got to prove myself that it's not the case. You know what I mean? Almost like yeah. show myself that that's not how it's going to be. So. Well, you so got this. I already, I already can tell. Just oh. have you, have you finished it before? Um, I did up until day sixty-eight, and then I was on like a really bad um time of the month, and I didn't get uh. my last workout in, and it like crippled me. <laughs> like, not like not that time, but like not finishing it. Like, yeah, that's such a hard day to have that happen. It seriously, <laughs> like, so far. Oh. It was devastating. Like I remember, like I've started and not finished a few times since then. And it's just mm-hmm. mentally like stunted me, I guess. So I'm like, okay, I've got to finish it, prove to myself that I can do it, do that race afterwards, and then just keep going. Like, yeah, I feel, I feel a change in the tide. That sounds really weird, but like mentally something shifted a few yeah, weeks. No, that's exactly what you need then. So yeah. how far along, you just found out, right? When you were on the podcast with Andy, that you were pregnant with your second. Yeah. I, I think I technically conceived in November. Okay. So I had never, I had known since just like a little bit before Christmas and then okay. the podcast was like the first week of January. So yeah, okay. I was like a couple weeks. So that's a wild experience, like going out and doing that. That's incredible. Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> I literally... I posted my before and afters initially and then a couple hours go by and I all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. What is happening? So I look at it and it's like, it's like Andy Fursell followed you. Andy Fursell wants to send you a message. I'm like, oh my what gosh. I was like, this is not real. Someone's, someone's goofing. Like a phoning account. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, Andy Fursell. Then I open it and it's actually him. I was like, the heck wow yeah awesome and then he's like you're coming out here I'm like okay (laughs) I loved you (laughs) that's incredible yeah that's cool that's I love the real people like the real I don't because I and I know like Andy and them are real but I feel like in our minds we like put them like on such a high pedestal and they're just like unreachable almost yeah but I love I love hearing from like Kim along with like people that just, I don't, just people. I mean, I hope that's even coming out. Right. But like, just yeah. people that are just normal. Cause he's normal to everybody else. Like that's normal, but we just put them as such an unreachable that hearing like his story and his experience with 75 heart is different than hearing from like yours or like Lexi's or any of these other people that 
we can kind of connect with better in my yeah well i'm gonna say this i know the guy and we talk every so often and he still Mm -hmm. seems unreachable to me so it's not just you absolutely i've met the man he's yep he's very caring and very kind but he is very intimidating oh for sure i could see that yeah for sure but he's a little he yeah i i was shaking (laughs) in my boots he's also way taller than you'd think oh okay like so tall like almost seven feet tall oh geez yeah and i'm five one so it was <laughs> a little bit of a j- difference there <laughs> yeah i don't know why he just seems short in pictures but he is not yeah. that's funny see that's what i've heard like because i'm in i don't know if you know sean whalen he Mm-mm. has a coaching group that i'm in and he just everybody's like holy cow because i i ended up speaking at one of his events like two years ago and mm-hmm. met him in person and people are like what's it and I'm like he's just a normal guy like I don't know like he's the same person you see online that you do in person like he's the same yeah. person but I think a lot of I guess influencers are probably not that way so yeah well to see people that you like look up to and respect online and then meet them in person and be like huh they're still like cool dude like they're good good people (laughs) celebrities are so funny to me like there are literally people as we speak right now living in in like mud hutches and then in the western hemisphere we've just decided to pick these mediocrely (laughs) talented people and like worship them I'm like what is happening right now like I don't understand like the Kardashian craze. Like, oh, like no. why? <laughs> like, why? I I, I think they're witches. I really do. Uh-huh. That's I'm like I just I feel bad because I'm like all these little kids are like looking up to them and I'm like why? Like what are you gaining from like th- nothing? Like I don't yeah. know. It just it's we all of- know why they're actually famous. True. This is very true. <laughs> a certain video in a certain court case. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> but how do you stay? Like how do they maintain this level of like? I don't know. I don't understand it, but I think it's just the shock factor. They're yeah. always doing something shocking and it's all, it's all yeah. Chris. She's the puppeteer. She's seriously so evil though. I just feel like, the, yeah. I don't know. It's not going to end well for them. I can tell you that. <laughs> seriously. That's, and I think that's why I love like people like you and just like real life, like just good people. Cause I look up to you way more than I look up to like Aww. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just certain people like I just I have a love and respect for people that are just good people doing good things, living good lives, raising good families. I want to like get let you get onto your day and with your family, but I do have a question. Yes. What has been your favorite book that you've read over the last little bit? Hands down, The Magic of Thinking Big. Ooh, I have not read that one. So I'm gonna it is the best book I've ever read in my life. Okay. Thank you, because I love hearing people's like book recommendations, and I know you've read a few lately. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, Andy actually gave that one to me, and uh, oh. and I have recently passed it on to someone else that I think or thought would need it. So that's awesome. That's what I like doing with my favorite books is like once I've read them and I've gotten what I need out of them, I like mm-hmm. just wait until a person comes in my life that I feel like. Oh, so they need it. And then I write a note and put it in the front cover and then just give it to him. And oh then... my gosh. I love that. Yeah. And like when you, it's like almost like finding your spouse. It's like when you, when you know, you know. Yeah. It's so true. Cause I've, I've given, I've given a book 
it's been a, a while ago and it was, it was a cool experience, but I love the no idea. And I love mm-hmm. like, like every book that's like, I don't know, that's just a really cool idea. Yeah. I'm going to have to start that. So cool. Um, plus, plus clutter in your house, you know, dude, just like here, have a book <laughs> here, take this away from yeah. me so I don't have to move it and deal with it. No, it's just, it's true because I think even writing like that note and what you got out of it, they, they need something in that, especially if you have that mm-hmm. feeling like they need something, it might be a little bit different than what you got, but they'll get something positive out of it. So right. Like- yeah. It was a kid that my husband works with and we had all like gone out to dinner and he just seemed down on his, down on his luck that day. Aww. So, and then he read it like almost all the way through it. It would work the next day. So, wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, awesome. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your day, so I'm going to let you go, but I definitely okay. would like to keep in touch with you because it's yes, absolutely to chat and get to know you better. It's rare that I find girls that I actually like talking to. So <laughs> congratulations, you've made the cut. <laughs> yes, I got you because I seriously, I just felt like my husband was like, so who are you interviewing? And I was like, her name's Savannah. <laughs> He's like, okay. I'm like, you wouldn't know her. <laughs> she's just somebody I keep an eye on on Instagram that I just oh. I love like I've just loved you since I started following you so thank oh, you well, you got my number there. now so let's definitely yes keep up and then I need I need pictures and videos of all the funny things your kids do too okay same all right <laughs> I need some little kid life in my there's a lot there's a lot of videos <laughs> I love it buy another 100 gigabytes of iCloud storage <laughs> they'll do that man yeah <laughs> they're just too cute <laughs> okay right, Jess. well have a good rest of your weekend and thank you again of course i'll okay. talk to you later thanks we'll see thank you guys so much for joining us today i hope you guys love savannah as much as i do and i hope you guys enjoyed our conversation she's definitely one of the real ones and i've gained a really good friend and I also just want to tell you guys that, especially you moms, like life out there, whether it's your working mom or stay-at-home mom, it's not easy. It's not easy either way. And I see you. I feel your struggles some days. I feel your joy. I I get it because I am the same. I've been a stay-at-home mom when my little girl was little, and I've been a working mom for a long time now. And there is aspects of it that are so rewarding, but there are times that it is hard. I get it. You're not alone. You're not alone in feeling lonely at times or frustrated at times or overwhelmed at times. So take each day with some gratitude and positivity and don't be afraid to ask for some help from those around you. I know in my life, I'm terrible at asking for help, but (laughs) I'm trying to get better at that and trying to say no to the things that I need to and say yes to the things that I need to get my priorities right to where I'm enjoying now. I'm enjoying the moment that I'm in. I'm enjoying work when I'm at work, enjoying my babies when I'm with them, enjoying my husband when I'm with him, friends, and even just time with me. So make sure you're getting that time that you need Get yourself focused, de-stressed, work out, get outside, do the things that you enjoy, and 
and live an awesome life. All right. Thank you, guys. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. See ya.